Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires podcast. Bobby and I have got a great guest here today. Lauren Zoller has come back to talk to us again. Last time we spent a lot of time talking about like what she does in her business, helping people, you know, like very successful professionals create more work-life balance and how a lot of times that leads to them starting businesses. And we kind of went through that whole journey there. It was a great episode, a little longer than we planned, but we just had to keep going. But we wanted to bring Lauren back to talk about how she's growing her coaching and consulting business. Um, and so we, she's back today and uh, we're really excited to have you, Lauren. You want to talk to us about kind of four ways that you found are essential for attracting clients. If you are a coach or a consultant, um, I'm just really excited to talk to you about this today because I love coaching. Like that is one of my favorite things that we do. Bobby and I have both done various amounts of coaching in our careers, uh, more and less at different times and, you know, different phases uh, in our business, but it's always such a, a fulfilling thing to do. So thank you. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's been kind of crazy with all of this. I feel like we're just getting bombarded left and right with all types of things that are keeping us kind of strapped and having to pivot with business. Yeah, it has been an interesting time to be an online business owner because I think like with the coronavirus stuff and all, all of that, like I really didn't know. And I think a lot of people didn't know how it was going to affect anything or like what we were going to see. It's been an interesting uh, journey <laughs> to say the least for that. But I think the thing, the overwhelming thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the things that um, we've done in the past will probably continue to work in the future. You know, I think that especially in my business, I saw like a two month dip in the business uh, and just like things got a little weird, but they seem to be kind of like going back to normal. And I know just kind of pre podcast, we were kind of talking about that. And it seems like that's kind of a, a common theme. So I'm excited to learn more about, you know, what you've done and, and what you plan to do going forward and all of that. But uh, I've always been very, very interested in the business coaching model or just coaching model in general. So I'm going to do a lot of listening today because I don't know as much about it, as much about what you do. So I'm, I'm super excited to learn about it. Awesome. So you, when we were talking about this ahead of time and and just kind of learning a little bit more about your business and what you do, and I love the, because you did this in the last episode too, you just came straight out and said, hey, I've got this framework. You know, there's four ways to do this. And I think it's really important that you go through them and figure them out. So why don't we just start there? Can you just give us the brief overview and then we'll kind of dive into them one at a time? Yeah, for sure. So four must be my number because I, I have a four <laughs> for, for building a business too. But I think it's important whenever anyone gets into being a coach or a consultant, what they do not teach you when you're going through any sort of certification course is how to actually run a business. So something that I really struggled with when I came out of my certification program was 
there's, there were so many voices and I couldn't figure out which one to listen to. I had people barking on my left side about doing all of these paid ads and paid funnels. I had someone, you know, on the right side saying, you don't need to tap into paid ads and paid funnels. You need to make sure everything's organic. I had people telling me I needed to be booking five to six speaking gigs a month in order to accrue clients. Someone else told me that I needed to build an MLM to, to obtain clients. So I think that something that I really struggled with and what I strive to really teach to my business clients as a coach is that there is a strategy to follow. And yes, all of these things that you hear are to be integrated into your business, but you have to start somewhere. And so I'm a firm believer that there are four different ways that you can build your coaching practice or consulting practice, but you really have to start with one and then start to add in the other ones after you've mastered them. So I'm a firm believer, the four, the four places where you can build your coaching business are organic marketing, which we'll dive deeper into in a minute, paid marketing, so Facebook ads, funnels, webinars, anything that's automated as a coach. And then the last two are different for every coach and every consultant. So what I like to say is you have to figure out your zone of genius and your zone of genius are the last two ways that you bring clients into your business. So this could be speaking engagements. This could be JV partnerships with other coaches and consultants or people that are in your field. This could be blog writing. This could be anything that you are having access to clients as a coach or a consultant it's figuring out what those two things are for you, like where your zone of genius lies, and then focusing your time there. Because not everybody, not every coach and consultant is a great speaker, right? So to say that you need to have a speaking repertoire and you need to go out and speak to obtain clients, that's not going to work for everybody. So it's really getting clear on what those two additions are in addition to organic marketing and paid marketing, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah, I love this because I like that it's kind of like, hey, there's your organic, there's your paid, and then there's where do you shine? Like, what are the things that you do well on? You know, I think one that for us is email marketing is so heavy for us. And we really encourage everybody to do email marketing. But that's, you know, that is one of those things like maybe it's not for everybody. It's it's really powerful. But I know people that don't do organic marketing or don't do email marketing. And it's the same thing where there's so many people that are very heavily involved in social media and Bobby and I are really not very active on social media, you know? And so there's just, there's so many ways to do it. But if you have traffic coming in from an organic source, traffic coming in from a paid source, and then you find those areas you're best at. Once again, I think it was like last time you told us your framework and I was like, this makes so much sense. I haven't heard anybody explain it this clearly. This is awesome. So let's dive into that, that first one. Uh, and, and start talking about organic. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to, and I'm speaking specifically to coaches and consultants right now, because right. it's fine to not, you all have built a business model to where showing up on social really isn't necessary. But when it comes to being a coach and consultant, you are an expert in your field, right? You are coaching and you are consulting people to better their lives or better their business, whatever it is that they're coming to you for. They're coming to you for you to help improve what they need help in. So I'm a firm believer that when it comes to organic marketing, if you are a coach and you are or a consultant and you are not showing up in the online space in some way, then 
you're not going really to succeed as a coach and a consultant because you have to be seen as an expert. Six months ago, you probably could have gotten away with it before COVID hit, right? Because you could book speaking engagements or you could go out into the world and share your message. But now with the way that things are since COVID is hit and everybody's at home, not using social media is pretty much like not wanting to invest in your business and not wanting to put yourself out there as an expert. So I'm a firm believer in doing, I, when you tap into your organic market, it's showing up on one social platform. Um, so my one platform was Instagram. So five years ago when I started my business, I really started to nurture and show up as an expert in the Instagram world. So on that platform, I made a very solid commitment to myself that through Instagram, I was going to show up as a teacher and not a consumer. So I made the vow to show up and teach on that platform. And I really made that my platform that I worked and that I nurtured. When it comes to showing up on a social platform, if you're wanting to convert organic clients, you have to build your know, like, and trust factor, which is showing up, letting people know who you are, letting them fall in love with who you are as an expert, and then really buying them into and having them understand your value as an expert, whether you're a coach or a consultant. So I have a launch strategy that I teach all of my clients on how to sell on your given platform. But the most important thing when it comes to organic marketing is to really figure out where is your ideal client and then pick the social platform where your ideal client hangs out to nurture them and then sell to them. That's how you master organic marketing as a coach. One of the things I, I love about your Instagram is that it's not, I think a lot of times like Instagram can be very surface level, but when I read the copy, like you'll put an image up and it's usually like, I don't know, usually, but I mean, you're doing like something yoga related that would injure me in like two seconds. <laughs> like I would hurt myself, but then it's underneath that there's copy and it's like, it's really good copy. And it's, it's like something that is impactful and meaningful. So I just wanted to say, like, I feel like there are a lot of Instagram influencers out there and people that do it. And it's just very surface level. But I think that what it seems like you're having success with is like getting people's attention and then delivering a really solid message and then putting them into whatever funnel that you have after that. Yeah. I mean, so I have a system for that, too. And it's it's called the way that I write my copy is called past pain pivot purpose. That's the I call it the four P's. And it's really diving into what is something that has happened in the past that your ideal client can relate to? What was the pain associated with it? How did you pivot out of it? And what was your purpose after you came out of it? And so there's that, again, it goes back to that no like, and trust factor. I've, I've identified my ideal client and they can relate to that. And that yeah. converts. Yeah, that's huge. And that's another four thing too. No, and I, I love that we, Bobby and I were talking about today how there's this kind of low bar to standing out on social media by just actually providing useful content. You know, at least for me, like when you're in a position where people are, where you want people to learn from you or you want people to, to pay you to learn from you, or you're trying to grow your audience or whatever it may be, like there's all the tactics that go into it and there's the keyword research and the audience research and all the different things. But at the end of the day, you're generally going to be attracting people that are your people that are like you, you know, that can relate to you. And one of the best ways to do that is to create things that you wish you had had in their position. Right. You know, and I like always think about that 
when I'm teaching something related to marketing or business. I just think back to the days when I was in law school and I was trying to figure it out or when I was first trying to build my team or whatever things that I struggled with. And it's like, okay, does this thing that I'm thinking of creating pass the test of like, it would have been useful to me back then when I was in that person's shoes. And I think that that's a good test and it's kind of, it's what you're talking about here. That's how you really build trust is by, you build trust by when somebody consumes something from you, it delivers on the promise and that it's not a time waster. And unfortunately, so many people's organic strategies are just following some, you know, 365 days worth of prompts or whatever. And it's just very fluff, it's very shallow, or it's, hiding the ball, it's keeping things back. And you have to really give to people first before anybody's gonna trust you to give you money. And I think, you know, there's this feeling of like, I have to hold everything back, you know, like or what else are people gonna pay me for? But there's more to it, you know, you really do have to give those things first. So when you're putting your content out there and you're building your kind of organic approach, like, do you have any advice for the coaches, consultants, and, and really a lot of creators too, like any of the course creators, if you're a YouTuber, a blogger, whatever, that's gonna be selling something down the road. Like, do you have any advice for them to make sure that they create that impactful content that really does build that trust? You just shared this kind of great copy sequence, but you know, is there anything else that you recommend? Because I, I think people really struggle with that. Like, how do I have that impact and build that trust? Yeah. I think what's really important to remember is making sure that you're locked in to exactly what your client, your potential client is struggling with. I think so often with content creators, the difference between a a great creator and one who is not getting a whole lot of traction is that they're not clued into what their ideal client actually needs and the pain points that they're really struggling with. And instead they're speaking to what they need in their life right then. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing that I see all the time with, with coaches and consultants who come through my practice is the ability to show up. And like, when I say show up, like show your face, show up for your clients, get on your stories, create videos, put yourself out there because I don't personally know a coach or a consultant out there who is successful by not sharing their vulnerability and not really putting themselves out there in regards to what has happened in their life and how they overcame it. I mean, even if you look at, you know, one of the most (laughs) profitable coaches in the industry, Tony Robbins, I mean, he talks about the most vulnerable things that anyone could ever talk about. He's always so open and speaking to his potential clients from a place of, this is what I know you're struggling with. And guess what? I've been there and I've overcome it. So when you're creating content, I think it's it's really important to remember that your clients may not have the same languaging that you have currently. You had to learn that language. So you got to meet them where they are, regardless of what you're creating on any platform. Yeah, I've noticed that like even with almost any medium, whether for me, it's been like blog posts or um, interacting in my private group or emails, like anytime I share something that's really like deeply personal, it's always the thing that makes the most impact on people. And like, those are the emails where people are like, this is amazing. I love this. And I don't know if you can do it all the time. Like, I don't know if you have like a strategy on like when you go lighter and when you go deep, but I do think it's impactful. One of the things that I'm kind of curious about, this is like more of a technical question about Instagram and just how to run a successful Instagram account. Um, 
how often do you have to do the photo shoot stuff? Because I, like I saw there was like the other day you did a photo shoot somewhere. Like how much juice do you get out of a photo shoot as far as like, how long does that last throughout the year? Do you have to do multiple per year to get these pictures or how does that work? So I usually do two a month, Okay, okay. which is a lot. Um, but here's the other thing too, when it comes to purchase consultant, I have chosen to step into the influencer field. So my face is really important to who I am as a coach. There are a lot of coaches out there who can deliver great content. And if you look at their feeds, it's mainly curated posts that are created in mm-hmm. Canva that are really spreading a decent message. So you need to show your face and you need to be in front of your clients in regards to pulling them in on stories. But in regards to your feed, if you don't want to be an influencer, then you don't have to have that curated content all of the time. Um, That's just the the vein that I've kind of taken myself into in regards to to doing the influencer and coaching route. But yeah, it's about two, it's about two photo shoots a month. And I aim to post daily on Instagram feed. That makes sense. Yeah. I've just always been curious about that. I'm like, man, how many photo shoots are these coaches doing? Yeah. But I think it's great because it just seems like you can stretch a lot of that content so far, uh, depending on how much you're posting. So thank you for answering that. I've always wondered. Yeah, for sure. That's honestly, I mean, one of the reasons I haven't really focused on Instagram is because it like just seems like it's so much more work (laughs) than, than me being able to just like post in my Facebook group. And like, you know, it's just one of those things I just haven't done because I'm like, man, I just, I don't really feel like I have the time to do it. But but, you know, I also don't want to do it either. That's another part of it is like, I don't really want to spend the time doing that. So, um, so yeah, it's just interesting to hear that. Yeah. Here's a tip too. I'll give you just a quick little tip in case you do want to do Instagram. Schedule a shoot and bring multiple outfits. Oh, that's a good call. That's yeah. a good call. And then you can, you can stretch out your content. If you have a, a photographer that's willing to shoot you in, you know, six to seven different outfits. Okay. How long do they take? I know I'm like going off left field. I'm just always fascinated. Like, uh, like, do they take like hours? Like, is it like a, or is it just like a quick, like one, two hour thing and you're done? It totally depends on the photographer and how comfortable you are with the photographer and then how comfortable you are with posing. Okay. So, you know, they can go super quick if you are good in front of a camera and if you have a really great okay. photographer that gives you good direction, but it really just depends on that. I have, you know, two photographers that I work with and that's it. Uh, okay. So cool. Yeah, we can get back to normal conversation. I was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, always wanted to ask. Side note. Yeah. It's super interesting, though, because I've always felt like, especially when they added the story element mm. to Instagram, it's so powerful. You know, I'm, I'm always drawn toward video personally. And so like using stories, like that's always, I've, I've always thought like, if I'm going to get involved in one place, like that would be it. I would go and I'd be doing stories and there'd be kids running around all over the place and all of that. Um, but I think it's like an easy way you can speak your mind, share, share your knowledge, give people some insight into whatever is going on in your life and all of that. So it's definitely, definitely interesting. The whole goal here is to bring people in. So you're, you know, we talked about, you mentioned your frequency of content and some of now, you know, the back end stuff, like the pictures, <laughs> some of the things you're going into this and how you've kind of gone in this influencer route. And we've talked about how to create that impactful content or even the copy. How do we use that to now kind of get people to the end goal, which is to hire us as a coach or consultant, because that's really how we can have the biggest impact. You know, I mean, that's really how we can change somebody's life or help them grow is, is that real personal work. Yeah. So when it comes to converting off of any social platform, you have to have in everything that you do, you have to have a call to action. 
And so with Instagram, what works really well in Instagram is showing up kind of the way that I convert clients is I'll show up and I'll speak directly to a pain point that my client is dealing with. And I'll talk to them about how they can pivot out of that, but I won't give them the how. I won't say how to mm. do it, but I'll tell them this, it's possible. This is, you're not mm. going to dive into the how. And then I always end at, whether it's a post or a story on social, I always end with a call to action. Now on Instagram, if you have more than 10,000 followers, your call to action could be swipe up to book a free 45 minute coaching session. Right. If, mm -hmm. if you don't have the 10,000 followers, you can always say, visit the link in my bio to sign up for a free 45 minute strategy session. So when it comes to new coaches and consultants, until you pack out your practice, everything that you need to be doing needs to have a call to action associated with it. And the call to action mm -hmm. is to get people on the phone because when it comes to coaching, coaches, it's an expensive industry, right? Like it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Most coaches, I personally don't have a single coach that works with a client for under 2,400 bucks for three months. So you've got to make sure that you get these people on the phone because when you get them on the phone, then you can show them the power of coaching and you can sell them into your coaching practice. So that's the way that you convert is showing up with a call to action and doing everything you can to get people on a discovery session or a coaching discovery session, strategy session, coaching call. It's all the same to get them into your space. You can start to talk to them. Awesome. Yeah. I always, it always cracks me up. I think people when they're first getting started out and they want to like grow this thing and they want to scale it. And I, I see all the time where coaches come to me and they're like, I want to do this, but I don't want to get on the phone. <laughs> I'm like, you are just, you're making it so hard on yourself. Like you need to get on the phone with people first to just grow, but really to learn. Like you can't start automating anything or really even have a successful paid traffic strategy until you've had those conversations and you know the pain points and the common things and, and all of that. And that's honestly, that's probably a good transition <laughs> to an accidental transition into paid traffic unless you've got yeah. any other comments. No, on that, no, 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 it absolutely is. Because, and, and I'm, I love that you're going to go there because that's why I always say that you have to convert organically before you can step into paid. Because think about, and this is just from experience, I threw so much money away in paid advertising when I first started because I didn't know what people needed. I didn't know what my potential client needed. I had to figure that out by selling organically first. Yeah. I shared a, uh, a marketer had this amazing post and I shared it into our coaching community this morning. And he was talking about like, what do you do when an ad is not performing? And he went through the process and it was like making sure what are your audience's needs and desires and problems and then making sure like the copy is there and that the funnel is in place and that the targeting and he talked about you know your your process your follow-up like or your how you're getting them from one step to the next you're all working because the last thing you worry about is the ad itself and i think that just kind of emphasizes this point that if you have not dialed in your ability to create calls to action and then to get people to book a time with you and then learn how to get them to show up, right? Or even to take it back a step. If so you're talking to somebody in Messenger or DMs or email, if you don't know how to have those conversations and lead those to calls, right? And then when someone books the call, get them to actually show up for the call. And then when they're on the call, how to actually have an impact on them so they want to work with you or learn how to close a sale from a call. Like if you haven't figured those things out, then there is no point in having an ad at all. 
Because if you don't have those things, like all paid traffic does is it amplifies whatever you're doing. So if you have that dialed in, it's going to amplify your sales. If you don't have that dialed in, it's going to amplify your holds and you're going to pay for a lot of traffic to bleed out into the world instead of where you want it to go. So anyway, I'm really, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts about like paid and how all of this works. But I think you're, I totally being, I think a lot of people look at us as paid traffic people, but I'm a firm believer that like you need to, to have your process figured out, your offer figured out before you start throwing money at the problem. Yeah. And the only other thing that I'll say when it comes to paid advertising in the coaching consulting space is again, it goes right back to the ability to show up and to be an expert Mm -hmm. and to really share that message the number one thing that really converts in the coaching and consulting space right now are paid webinars in regards to one-on-one coaching. Now there are, you know, I have several different offerings in my business. I have group coaching. I have um, an online self-study course that I've created. I have a mastermind, but in regards to converting one-on-one clients as a coach and a consultant, those one-on-one clients come from going through some sort of presentation that you've given where they trust you enough to pay you what you're worth. So the, I'll just say that in regards to paid advertising for coaches and consultants, spend your time and your money on building strong webinar funnels because that's, that's really where it is for coaches. Well, and it's, there's so much that goes into all of that too, right? I mean, that's Bobby and I, talk about this all the time. Like there's the emails and there's the landing page copy and there's the, you know, what happens for the people that don't watch the video versus the people that do watch the video. I mean, it's just, there's a webinar funnel can be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. And there's the minimum viable thing. There's the best practice Mm -hmm. thing. Like there's just, and get into the weeds in it. But, but I agree having that presentation and, and it all comes down to conversations. Like you're talking about one, like sales come from conversations. We've been doing a very an interesting twist on the webinar funnel for coaches and consultants where they're seeing an ad for the webinar and we're putting them into messenger. And then they're actually getting, we're delivering the video there, but it's allowing the coach to go in and start talking to people and find out like what their problems are, what the implications of those problems are, what they need to overcome that. You know, it allows you to sometimes build that trust by just talking to people for the people that don't make it through that presentation. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's the same, it's mm-hmm. just building, is it through a slideshow or a video or is it through that conversation? We've just made a paid version of those organic trust building things that you're probably doing in your DMs and Instagram all the time. Exactly, yeah, it's so true. So do you have any other thoughts on paid? You know, I mean, is there anything that you found to work? I mean, you, you've said like, hey, it's the webinar funnel. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. Do you have anything else you'd want to talk about on that topic? I think not really. When it comes to paid advertising, you really just have to look at what's going to work best for your business. And it's all trial and error in, in paid advertising. I will say for newbie coaches and consultants, you know, again, really see if you can tap in and master your organic strategy first before you start to throw money at ads and and funnels and all of that, because it can get really overwhelming. I personally think when it comes to paid advertising, you can sub out a lot of the things that need to be created for paid advertising. But as a coach in your business, and this just goes for business, this is for entrepreneurs as a whole, you really need to be involved in that process and really be looking at the copy and making sure that everything is in your voice And so if you haven't found a way to 
bring in clients organically and you don't have that buffer and you don't have that capital to throw in to paid advertising, you're going to be, you're going to be struggling. So that's why it's just really important that you build your organic strategy first so that you have that capital and the time to be able to really build out the paid strategies the way that they should be built out. Do you know how long ish it took for you to, to get the profitable webinar going and like getting all that built out? And do you have any resources for maybe like newer coaches or people that want to get into it or and just ideas or suggestions for them to like, you know, get that process started? Because I think when we talk about, you know, you've got to do a webinar, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh God, how do you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I learned through my coach, Adam Flores. Um, he has, it's called Smart Business and he talks about how to build your own webinar and I think I would probably start with him in regards to if, you, if you're interested in looking at building a webinar, he has great resources on how you can do it by yourself or you could hire you know, his team to build it out. He works specifically with coaches and consultants. But it took me about three years of being in business to really set up a profitable funnel. And it took time from building it out because it was so much yeah. trial and error. It was so much trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And you talked about like having that organic first to invest into the paid. There's also this, like you want a steady stream of income. So that way the investment does not scare you. Right. Like that's, I think the biggest struggle is because you're at first, you're just paying for information. You're paying to screw up, to figure out what doesn't work until you stumble on the thing that does work. And if you're not willing to make that investment and operate at a loss, basically for a little while, like you're never going to get there. And I think that scares people. Yeah. Let's talk about the zone of genius stuff and let's, let's move to that, you know, before we run out of time, because I, I think that is super important. I, I mean, I, you're saying that's two of the four things, right, you right. know, so let's spend some time on that. Yeah. So when it comes to zone of genius and picking out your last two ways to recruit clients and to your consulting, your coaching business, have you, if you've never heard of the term zone of genius broken down at the cellular level, it just means finding that sweet spot between what you're really good at doing and what you love, right? So for me, my zone of genius is speaking. I love to speak. So I love to do speaking engagements. And then my second is partnerships and showing up in the media because I love to speak and talk. So I spend most of my time outside of organic and paid advertising, making sure that I am booking speaking engagements and then I'm doing everything that I can to get my voice out in regards to media appearances. And I spend my time there. When you look at your zone of genius, you really have to look at what are the things that I really love and the things that I'm really good at doing that I can step into the spotlight and start to accrue clients in a way that's out into the world or speaking on other people's platforms. Maybe for you, you love to write and you can guest write for other people's blogs, but it's a way that you can get your face into a different market outside of your own and pull those people into your market. So I always spend my time and it's a little bit different now since speaking is my zone of genius. It's, it's been a little hard to book speaking engagements, but I can still, you know, do a lot of things are online and via zoom and all that good stuff. So I'm still showing up as an expert and for other people's masterminds and all that good stuff. But it's important to remember that when you decide what these two avenues that you're going to focus on are that you have again, a call to action 
that you can execute as a result of showing up in this space as a zone of genius. So for instance, whenever I show up for a speaking engagement and I'm speaking on a certain topic, at the end of my speaking engagement, I'm always pulling people into a free strategy session or I'm pulling them into my open community group on Instagram and Facebook. So it's really easy as a coach and a consultant to get stuck in, I call it computer mode, to get stuck in front of the screen and think that everything that you need to do needs to be for your own community. But you have to figure out what are the two things that you can start to execute in your zone of genius that can get you in front of other people's audiences and just focus on those two things. So that's kind of a breakdown of the zone of genius. No, I love that. I think, and there's so many ways that you can do it. I mean, you talked about like guest blogging, you've talked about the two that, that work well for you, but I mean, there's also, there's podcasts like this. You can go get on people's podcasts if you're just good at that kind of thing. I know one of my big ones has been doing guest webinars, like for years, like I've gone into other communities and I've done, whether it's just doing a video on a specific topic for that community, you know, after talking to the owner or it's actually doing a full blown webinar, you know, that kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, we're going to go give something that's just going to be big value. And that is going to get people into our world. Okay, cool. Now I got to go follow Mike here, whatever it may be. I mean, there's just so many ways to do it. And you probably are doing some of these things already. Like a lot of people are. So I think identifying that as like, this is your zone of genius. This is the thing you need to, you focus on. You know, I know I've done a lot of that with, like, it hasn't been a conscious thing. It's just the thing, thing I've done. But if you sit back and go, okay, I'm doing this, this works. Now I need to make a habit of doing this more often. I think that's going to be super powerful. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's, it's really easy when you start a business to get into the mindset that you have to do all of these different things. Like you have to, you know, guest blog and you have to, you know, show up on some sort of media outlet and you have to show up for podcasts and you have to do speaking engagements. And the answer is yes. Like as you grow your business, you absolutely should. But when it comes to building a business, I firmly believe like pick two, pick two that you really love to do and start to pitch yourself in those two areas. And then once those start to grow, then you can start to expand if you want to expand there. Yeah, love that. Well, Lauren, this has been an awesome conversation and I love, seriously, I want your talent for like packaging these concepts. Maybe I just don't spend enough time just like thinking about them and like breaking them down into the the for this, the for that, the for that thing. But I appreciate you being on the, on the show. You know, this is kind of that guys, when you're doing this stuff, this is how you bring people in, right? You have your call to action. So where can our Laptop Empires audience find you, learn more about what you do, experience some of your content and your coaching? Yeah. So um, Instagram is the best place to find me, which we talked about today. So if it, you just go to Instagram and you type in at Lauren Zoller, you'll find me there. Um, you can also go to laurenzoller.com. There's a new website that's being rolled out by the end of the week. So if there's nothing up, by the time that you come to it, know that it will be up soon because it's getting a facelift. And all of my call calls to action are on there. I'm getting ready to start a mastermind program that's teaching coaches and consultants how to scale to multiple six figures that starts July 1st. So we're actively enrolling for that. Um, but yeah, all of it's on my Instagram and on my website. So you can find all of it there. Perfect. Well, 
thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be able to get you on again in the, in the future, but guys, please go check it out. We've got all of her information in the show notes. So it's very easy to find the website and everything, Instagram, all of that. So check it out. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our incredible interviews that we're starting to do, or just the regular Bobby and I, you know, shooting the breeze you know <laughs> talking business stuff so we really appreciate you guys listening to the show you've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with mike yonda and bobby hoyt for more information and the resources mentioned in this episode go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast 